back to Action Action, episode 139. This week on the podcast, we watched Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Yes, we did. Sure did. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. Roll that theme song, James. <laughs> oh, that was already playing. <laughs> we already listened to it. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. All uh, right, I'm I think John. it's like Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Hard Ticket to Hawaii. <laughs> Dustin's got a hard cock because he loves titties, boop. Well, yeah, hell yeah. Like a minute 39 or oh, you, something? You clocked James it? Well, clock. I had to. I had to be like, wow, this is quick. You watch it on your phone? <laughs> One thirty-nine. till we got no, some no, James. No, I'm no, I'm oh. looking at my hand as oh. if my phone is in it oh, to look thought, at the time. I thought you were looking at your phone as in like you're watching on your phone. But why would I look at the time when I look at the TV? Well, I thought you were looking at your, I, I don't on know. your you phone you and then you would push a button and then it would A beautiful film like this it. on your phone. <laughs> All right, I'm John. With me, as always, is James. Yeah. And Dustin. Hello. So, hey, guys. Hey. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks, John. What's the date? (laughs) It's like August at this point, I think, when this comes out. Sure. This is in the future. Yeah. Future time. James, did you watch anything this week that you want to talk about? Yeah, I watched watched Street Trash. Oh, yeah, you did. That that was enjoyable. (laughs) Uh, I would say my favorite part is when he he he's in the toilet, and can you give a little context? Like, I mean, you okay, watch Street Trash. What's the movie about? It's about street trash. <laughs> it's in the title, man. Uh, you... I mean, scum of the earth, homeless people. So I guess. Okay. <laughs> Ouch. That's basically what the street trash okay, is so supposed to be. Homeless people. Yeah. Is it a horror movie? Is it action movie? What is it? it? Uh, well, it's not really a horror movie. It's like a, I don't know. Exploitation <laughs> film? Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's probably Dustin, the closest come you on. could say. You know the answer to these questions, Dustin. He I just mean, wants to see me struggle. It's horror adjacent, I guess. It's it's a goofy, trashy. It's pretty know. trashy. It's pretty, uh, there's a lot of messed up shit that happens. I mean, that, okay. that one guy that's in charge of the junkyard ends up fucking that dead guy. Woman. Okay, James. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, you're giving no. We con- only watch classy anyway. movies here on this podcast. I mean, hey, that's why I had to pick this movie. So, yeah. a, <laughs> yeah. what I was expecting you to say was, "Hey, it's a movie about ABC." Well, it's it's basically about it evolves around a bunch of homeless people, or you know, people that are derelicts. Involved, or I guess they live in a scrapyard, and they're always looking for alcohol. And they're this one guy that owns this liquor store finds this like crate of this old alcohol, it's like weird, yeah, 
and it's called like Viper, I think. And yeah, if you drink it, then you kind of melt <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's Dusty, pretty, you can jump it's pretty awesome. Anytime to help I mean, I don't know. Like, no, that's basically but, it. That's I mean, it. There's not like, much more to it than that. Sounds like a horror movie to me. Yeah, I mean, it's. Yeah, at least I guess horror you, could, you could call it horror comedy, I guess. Yeah. And then I watched Monster Squad. Fuck which, yeah. Which is great. Kick him in the nose! Kick him in the nose! He just had Do it! Do it! Wolfman's got nards! Come on! Come on! Quite enjoyed that. Um, Wolfman's got nerds, bud. Was this your yeah. first time watching Monster Squad? Well, see, John said we watched it before, but I don't remember. Yeah. So we watched this movie when we were younger, uh, James and I. Uh, he doesn't remember. I barely remember. I I just remember loving it. Uh, so it's yeah. a classic. classic maybe, James, yeah. maybe James was just like pouting, probably a little baby bitch in the corner. Oh what? He was probably too when scared. I was a kid, you scared yeah. of the Wolfman? Yeah, scared. I was fucking scared. I was scared of the X Files. Scared as nerds was gonna. Oh gonna uh, man, James and I had. The, I remember watching the X Files for the first time with James. How oh, old yeah. were you when the X Files came out? Uh, when did it come out? Shit, I don't know. Early nineties. Nineteen sixty-nine. Right. Ninety-three, ninety-four, something. Your like favorite that. year. Ninety-three. So like eight. I mean, it was spooky stuff. Yeah. Yeah, James and I, had, I think we've talked about this on the podcast before. Oh, we have. Yeah, John was like, shut up, you're going to ruin it. And I'm like, no, I can't handle it. John. <laughs> you're, just, you're, a little, like, you're a little fucking pussy. Yeah, and they're like, don't be a pussy baby bitch. <laughs> That's what John said? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, Fuck. I mean, I imagine that language started early <laughs> with him. Well, yeah, you've met John. <laughs> yeah, I did call him a baby bitch. Yeah. Um, but you ended up liking Monster Squad? Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, fun. it was pretty fun. Uh, yeah, so hey, Dustin, pretty uh, good week. Yeah, Dustin, anything you want to talk about? Uh, I watched uh, this movie last night called Possessor. It's a, by Brandon Cronenberg, son of David Cronenberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, if I know anything about lineage, I know that children are always better than their <laughs> parents. Uh, well, maybe that remains to be seen. I think this is only his second feature. But it's the first one movie of his I've watched. Uh, I I quite enjoyed it. I I think that he's he's got something going. Maybe needs to work on his script a little because he wrote and directed it. But uh, is it was, Canada's own? Yeah, Ronan Corn. This is Canadian. He was uh, raised Canadian Canada? production. Uh, I believe so. Oh fuck! This kid's done. He's toast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's got a lot of really cool imagery and creepy fucking atmosphere uh it's kind of like a sci-fi slash horror it even does have some body horror stuff which is like his dad's uh his dad's comfort zone for sure um so it was pretty cool and a lot of like pretty gory too Uh, i'd say on this podcast we're pretty big uh cronenberg fans yeah well i love david cronenberg a lot yeah for sure um so james hates him i think he shows it shows a lot of promise this movie for sure Right so I'll be interested to see what he does next. Uh, it kind of reminded me a little bit, even though the plot wasn't similar, it, just in tone, it reminded me of Under the Skin a bit. Did you watch Under the Skin ever? <sighs> no, Under the Skin is on my my ever my my never ending <laughs> list of movies. It's it's actually near the top of my list of like I need to watch it. I just I, I just haven't gotten around to it. 
Yeah, you should watch that. I hear nothing but good things. I feel like it will, it, it's right up my alley. Yeah, it's of like super fucked up and weird, but also like it's pretty cool, really well done. And yeah, uh, other than that, uh, I don't I know. Think, we think James would like it, would like under the skin, yeah. Uh, might be a little, might be a little slow, slow, little, little lengthy, a little slow paced for you. Okay, some people I'll say, skip it. Some people say heady. What else? Some did people, I watch? Oh, I watched some people say plot, 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 yeah, plot. The plot's Plot-ish. too good. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I, I also went back and I watched this uh, this punk movie called Suburbia. Not to be confused with the Richard Linklater Suburbia. Oh, I was going to say, you want to talk about Suburbia? Oh. No, this one's from the 80s. Uh, and it was Penelope Spheris directed it. She directed Wayne's World. and But she also did all those, like, um, what are those? Uh, Decline of Western Civilization, those documentaries with, like, about punk. And, and then there was, like, the heavy metal heavy metal one where she's interviewing all these kids and stuff um so this is like a punk movie has flea in it from when he's like he looks like he's a teenager in it um and all the acting is like really bad it's just a bunch of can you tell james who flea is (laughs) i mean i'm an idiot so this is a bass player from uh the red hot chili peppers oh yeah totally slapping the bass Anyway, uh, <laughs> get right. Garbage music. It's funny to me that he's in this movie because he must have must be before he was that band even had started. Yeah. But anyway, he's, um, he's just a young heroin addict. Yeah, he's in. He's been in lots of movies over the years. But Big Lebowski, man. It's just like these punks that are living in like abandoned like suburban houses, and. You know, getting up to no good and going to punk shows, and uh, the cops are hassling them, and the and the rednecks that live nearby are hassling them and stuff. And there's not really a lot of plot to it. Like it's just a kind of showing their lives, living. They all have come from like shitty homes that they're kind of escaping and living together in these trashy houses. <laughs> kind of took me back a little bit to the back in the day, but uh, it's pretty enjoyable. Except that it gets like super super dramatic at the end. And it doesn't really like have anything to say necessarily. It's just like it's not trying to make a uh, point or anything. Stuff, life, so shit or whatever kind of thing. It's just this is your life. Yeah, but it, it's still a fun one. The, the acting is really bad because it's all like teenagers who aren't actors, right? So, right. Um, but there's something kind of almost charming about that. Like it feels like you're watching one of these punk documentaries, like she used to make. So, yeah, a real Clint Eastwood vibe, eh? I, you lost me, Clint Eastwood. Yeah, that's what he did with his last movie. He was like, com- like all he's like using non actors. Oh, what was his last movie? The uh, uh, the fifteen seventeen to Paris. Oh, okay, that was from a f- few years ago, right? Yeah, it's all like non actors, like being absolute trash, right? Like super wooden and stuff. Yeah, I wouldn't say that's quite the same. Like they're not exactly wooden; they're just. They just these people are like genuine like garbage on screen. <laughs> yeah, I never watched that one, the fifteen seventeen or whatever. That was the one on the train and it's the true story of the the guys who like stopped like the terrorists. Right. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. Well, they are amateurs. And uh, then at the end, it's really weird. Is at the end of the movie, Clint Eastwood fucks a chair. Oh wow! <laughs> the twist, yeah. special you just twist ending. Can't let go of that. No, it's Isn't actually in it a stool. It, it's actually in a contract where he has to fuck a chair at the end of every one of his movies. 
So this is going to add to our like uh, Vin Diesel's got to wear a wife, uh, white white wife beater shirt. Yep. And uh, Van Damme's going to do the splits. Clint yeah. Eastwood has to fuck a chair. Well, Van Damme's kind of got two splits and he's got to show those cheeks. Show those those sweet, <laughs> sweet <laughs> cheeks. Have you seen I mean, hey, I don't, I, I'm all for it. Hey, personally. hey, hey, hey. Puts butts in um, the seats. Yeah. All right. Those cheeks, <laughs> my those cheeks put butts in seats. I'm telling you this. I'm not kicking those cheeks out, those cheeks out of bed for eating crackers. Hell no. No. Uh, it is really, really weird to watch Clint Eastwood fuck a chair, though. Oh yeah, you've it's seen you've so, seen this movie. The yeah, this? Takes, I mean, why do you even watch time. his movies anymore? Uh, I don't know. He's a legend. <laughs> like, right, he's a legend. It's like twenty four. So you minutes. just you you watch all of his joints that come down. Yeah, there. it's like twenty four minutes of just him like just dry fucking. Chair. I saw that one, The Mule. Did you watch The Mule? Yeah. Did you watch the end where he fucks a chair? No, that must have been post credits. Yeah, so post credits. It's always post. It's, it's always post credits. That yeah, that is, it is rough. What did you watch? Me? Yeah, you, John. I watched a little movie, so I'm going to be on another podcast, and I don't want to give too much away. But uh, <laughs> It's probably already so, out. So coy. It's probably already out. What's the name of the podcast, James? Barroom Movies. Barroom Movies. I'm on Barroom Movies this week, guys. I'm recording it tomorrow. Yeah, I'm famous. <clears throat> so by the time this comes out, it but, might have already come out. By the time, <laughs> but possibly. I don't know. By the try, by the time this drops, the other one will plop. And uh, I watched a little film called Biodome. Welcome to Biodome. Welcome to the future. Welcome to the place I'm going to drain my lizard. <laughs> Viva los Biodome. Biodome. Uh, here's the thing about Biodome. Slaps. It slaps. <laughs> It holds up. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That movie fucks. It does whatever. <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, Polly Shore rules. Uh, everyone who thinks he doesn't drools. Um, so deal with it, Dustin. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's directed straight at you. What's your problem, Dustin? Why do you hate Polly Shore so much? I don't know. Is because he's so talented? <laughs> yes. It's jealousy, really. Oh man, I really, really love this movie. I gotta say, like this is a that was a movie that I loved as a kid, and by a kid I mean like a late teenager. <laughs> like I was like sixteen years old. I loved that movie. It was just it was so much fun. Uh, fucking smoking soundtrack, like just like wax and like these punk rock, like, not not really, but punk rock adjacent bands. Um, I had a lot of fun watching it as a kid, and uh, yeah, it was it was really good to watch it again, and I I got a lot of joy out of it. So, yeah, nice. Biodome, man. It's been a little while since I saw Biodome. Definitely, definitely you know I, have been a fan. Free mahi mahi, Justin. <laughs> when I'm really, <laughs> I do want to watch. Is I want to watch. Um, well, I I love Encino Man. Yeah, that might be one of my favorite Pauly Shore movies, but I want to watch uh, Son in Law. Yeah, son-in-law. Because I feel like mm-hmm. son-in-law I remember might hold up. I remember liking that one quite a bit too. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Polly Shore, friend of the show. You can call in anytime, Polly. Uh, I'll give you James's number later on. Just send <laughs> yeah. me an email. Yeah, just DM me. Uh, yeah. Slip into my DMs. Uh, watch that. Um, other than that, I mean, I've been watching uh, watching number Perry Mason. As always, 
Yeah, Perry Mason. That was Dustin. a good episode. That was the best one so far, I gotta say. Uh, I'm liking, you know, I'm liking where it's going with this with the legal aspect. But we were right. Like James and I were like, we were on the right path. But mm-hmm. like, what everything was leading up to. Yeah, I th- I think it's. I don't know if it was the best idea to take five episodes to get there. <laughs> I agree. True, and I agree with you on the whole religious stuff. It, but. It's true. Yeah. I mean, it's there to tie in all this, where all the money's going. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, obviously that's all going to tie into yeah. the murder mystery. This is the Perry Mason podcast. <laughs> but yeah, that, that is a good show. Yeah. That was, that was the best one for sure. So far. I, th- I think the the episodes are getting better as they go along. Uh, other than that, I mean, I'm watching the Americans. Oh yeah. Finish right. the first season. I'm on season two. Nice. <sighs> So you're getting a lot of Matthew Reese in your life right now. Yeah. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. So the Americans is, uh, if you're out there, if you're listening to this, as it comes out or in the future, the Americans is going to hold up. That show is so fucking tight. It's so good. James watched it. He knows. Ah, uh, skip. <laughs> That's, <laughs> skip it. I mean... It's yeah. just so it's such a great show. Like watch It's no street trash. <laughs> well yeah. Speaking of trash, uh I think it's time <laughs> to talk about Hard Ticket to Hawaii, James. Can you play the trailer? Hard Ticket to Hawaii. It has it all. The awesome pristine beauty of the land, the warm caress of perfect beaches, the tantalizing wetness of the blue Pacific. Hawaii. It's a great place to visit. But you wouldn't want to die there. Four of America's finest ready and willing to pay the price for paradise. Ah. They're undercover, but not under-equipped. On this mission, there's hard flying, hard playing, hard fighting. Agents are everywhere. This ain't no hula. It's a hard ticket to Hawaii. All right, Dustin. So uh, <laughs> this is your pick. Do you want to? Sure do you want to give us a little rundown about what this film is about? I mean, why <laughs> did you pick it? Well, I want. I'll ask that after. Oh, okay. Sorry. So first things first. Tell us what this movie's about. Please uh, explain to uh, us what the movie's about. All right. A Molokai-based civilian pilot and an undercover DEA agent intercept a delivery of diamonds intended for drug lord Seth Romero. Seth, his henchmen, and other island undesirables launch a full-scale assault on the duo. If they're going to survive, they'll need the help of Agent Rowdy Abilene and his partner. Oh, yeah. So can I ask you a question about that <laughs> summation? <laughs> um, I mean, do you think, Rowdy. Yeah, Rowdy. Do you think that... That doesn't do justice to the film, as in, like, that makes too much sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as it, sound, in, like, it sounds a lot more coherent in this synopsis than it does when that, you're watching it as a film. What you just said was coherent plot. <laughs> right. Uh, what I watched was um, a just, a, just a, a series of 
sweet, sweet 80s boobies. Yeah, a lot of boobs in this one. I'm not complaining about that. <laughs> I'm just saying it was... I mean, is this what women do? Like, hey, let's think about this by going in the jacuzzi. T- you gotta topless? go in the jacuzzi. <laughs> Take yeah. your tops off and get hang out I'm with each be, other in the jacuzzi. Yeah, I guess. Be, I'm gonna be honest, guys. I don't think women act like this. Shh, that's, don't, don't. I mean, that's false. That's falsehoods you're trying to sell. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I have to say. I can't confirm or deny. <laughs> There's That's a, my stance. This movie is just <laughs> blonde uh, women taking their tops off. Well, there's a lot of that. I'd I mean, say that's, I'd say that's a good 85% of the okay, movie. Okay, <laughs> so one of those girls that are dressed like twins, they, they yeah, look identical. Right. One of them is a DA, DEA agent, and right. the other one is undercover. The one, the one who's dating Rowdy is the undercover DEA agent. And then the other girl is a civilian. She's a pilot that that they are protecting for some reason that it never really explains at the beginning. She says she's something in like about witness protection, something she, like that. She's dating the reporter. She's dating yeah the sports reporter guy Jimmy Jimmy Johns Jackson. Yes, played by Wolf Larson. I can't decide which name is cooler. I mean, um, yeah, cool. Jimmy Johns Jackson. That is a whole subplot of the movie that just. <laughs> Yeah, what isn't is, Jimmy Johns like the name of like a fast food place? In it's the a sub place in in America. Yeah, um, yeah. There's a lot there's a in lot. this movie. Lots on pack. I mean, there's a lot of quotes where they try and play <laughs> off of quotes from other movies. Yeah. Um, there's also guy dressed as a woman, right? In the bar. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember seeing that woman and being like. She's wearing a lot of fucking makeup. I mean, <laughs> I yeah, like, I actually did. Was 80s like, are crazy. I was like, <laughs> the 80s are wild. Yeah, she's got that big hair. Yeah, where I was watching it, and I was like, that doesn't look like a woman. But I thought it was like a transgender person, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh okay, like this movie is like ahead of the ahead curve. of the curve. And then it was <laughs> in like, some ways. <laughs> And then it was like, nope, it <laughs> nope. sure isn't. Well, it was just a, it was one of the bad guys posing as a lady at the bar so that she could so get information. Why from... didn't the woman just pose as a woman? Right. Because <laughs> that wouldn't be as fun. <laughs> um, okay, well, let's do a little background here first. Uh, I chose this movie just because... Um, I've been hearing about it for quite a while, been wanting to watch it for a while. Right. Thought it would be a fun movie to do on the show that would fit sort of in that realm of Miami Connection and Raw yeah. Force, those kind of yeah, yeah. really, and I really see trashy that. cult B movies. And uh, and I, I keep hearing about Andy Sedaris, the guy that directed this. Right. Um, and he's kind of known for these movies that they call triple B movies, which right. are bullets, bombs. And boobs. And boobs. It's <laughs> a lot uh, of... Boobing tips in this movie. Boobing's tips, yeah. There's quite a few. Um, I mean, I I think the introduction to the director because he makes a cameo in it. Yeah, he's the direct guy directing I, I the think, sports show thing. Yeah, I think that sums up this guy. <laughs> yeah, that right. first line. The Weinstein kind of which, scene there. Which which one is he? Because he sits it's the down. The fat older guy that he, he's talking oh, to. That shit. He sits Are down with serious? a woman, and the woman's yeah, the like, 
you basically raped me last you night. You tried to rape Are me, you... and he's like, that was last that night. That was last night. Charlotte, Charlotte, thank goodness you've decided to come. Charlotte, I'm not just some fast-talking New York television director. I care for you a great deal. Trust me, Charlotte. You practically raped me last night. That was last night, Charlotte. This is today. I care for you, Charlotte. I care for your mind. I don't care about your body anymore. I'm not into that. That yeah. was so fucked up. Yeah, that's the director. That was so like I. That was so crazy. I was like, I was like, why are they putting this? John's like, gonna have a problem with this. <laughs> yeah, of course I'm gonna have a problem with it. James actually texted me last night saying it was problematic. Uh, yeah, it's a yeah, it's problematic. Um, I mean, John's gonna John's yeah. gonna oh, have oh, a problem with uh, this. Gotta, oh. nip this. Gotta nip this in the bud. John's gonna have a problem when a guy tries to rape someone. Hey, a different time, I guess. Hey, look, he said he tried to, and he didn't succeed. Yes, yeah. you guys are sick fucks. Um, I just think it's funny that he would he would play that character. That's how, I'm gonna put myself in the movie yeah. and play the guy who's an attempted. Rapist. That's how confident you could be as a. Fat white guy in the 80s. You could be like, yeah, I'm fat and I'm ugly, but guess what? I'm going to play a rapist and it's funny. Well, he's playing like a TV producer guy yeah. and he's like, yeah. so basically, I mean, they're making a joke of, you know, real casting couch type situations. You um, think this guy didn't have a casting couch <laughs> in his fucking, fucking Winnebago? Oh he yeah, drove yeah, from he did. set to set. Well, let me tell you a little bit about Andy Sedaris. Oh, I can't wait. He was famous for producing sports TV segments and okay. uh, you know football and baseball and whatever all that Olympics uh, Olympics on television. Yeah, uh, and he is known for being the pioneer of what they call the honey shot, which is where <laughs> the camera during a sporting event. Focus finds a hot woman in the audience and, is, and focuses on. This is how Pamela right. Anderson was found out. Right. Yeah. It's honey. a BC Lions game. So now know knowing James? that about no. Andy Sedaris. So Pamela Anderson was discovered at a BC Lions game with this honey shot. The honey shot. Yeah. Oh. So she was at a game and the camera just kept, just kept going, going to, her. to her. This guy's just like, man, I, look at this lady. Yeah. <laughs> and then eventually she dates like that fucking guy from Molly Crew. No, from fucking WikiLeaks. Oh, oh, she oh yeah, now. Okay, we're jumping way ahead with this. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Can you, I'm just saying like that's crazy. But so just just also, to, also time. Just to contextualize <laughs> Andy Sedaris. That's what he was known for. Yeah. And then he decided to make a bunch of Brilliant, brilliant films like this. Well, this movie well they reference slaps. his other movie, right? Yeah, like they have a poster of his first movie, Malibu Express. I yeah. saw that in on the, the wall, and the, also at the uh, Rowdy's boat is called Malibu, the Malibu Express in this movie. Right. Connections. So you All know, right, so, so if you were like really following, he's like doing. A, he was doing his own like askew universe, kind of Kevin Smith <laughs> universe. <laughs> way it's a view askew. View askew. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. This is a hard movie for me to talk about, guys. It's a hard um, ticket to hold. I fucking hated this movie. Uh, so Ugh, so soulless. Come on. I I would actually venture to say that I'm the opposite of soulless. This movie's got so much fun shit. All going right. On so that's what I want to hear. I want to hear what the what the good stuff is, James. What's your What's your favorite scene in this movie? 
Uh, favorite scene would probably be the guy getting exploded by a, <laughs> by a rocket, rocket launcher. launcher. That is my they favorite. fucking love the yeah. rocket launcher yeah, in this so movie. So that's my actual favorite scene in the film. The bazooka, Rowdy? It's the only gun I can hit a moving target with. Hard um, to top that one. I mean, there's a lot of little stuff that happens, like mm. when they tie that one woman up at the end and then have the rope going to the ceiling and then somebody else holding the rope but not holding her up with the like it was really weird made no sense <laughs> also things that don't really make sense also the like sidekick or like jade the number two the guy? martial arts guy you see the martial arts guy yeah i don't know the number two to the, the guy, bad the guy, guy. Sh- the, the guy who like has the oh to the bad guy the guy, bad guy who's the guy that gets shot in the the harpoon through? No, no, he gets, gets shot in the jeep. He gets shot in the jeep. Okay, the, the jeep. guy that gets shot in the jeep is Jade. He's he's Rowdy's like right hand man. Is he yeah. a good guy or a bad guy? He's a good, he's a good guy. guy. I couldn't tell who was a good guy and a bad guy in this movie. Come, okay, on. come on, it's not that complicated. He's got a huge ponytail. He's They're all a little looking. too rapey. Is that what you're trying to <laughs> get at? I honestly, I thought they were all bad guys except for the two blondes. But well, they're no, working together they're working for together. all the whole movie. I watch this movie in like five parts. So, oh well, that doesn't help. Uh, that definitely doesn't help. Yeah. So then the bad guy that she shoots in the face, and then he's kind of like, yeah, that's, that's that's Seth. Yeah. So that's he's not the like he's not boss. The main bad guy. He's not the boss. He's, he's like yeah. uh, I don't know. Yeah. He's he, the I one call who, him he's Ricky the one Ricardo. Getting, he's right. The, he's the one who's getting the diamonds delivered to him via remote control helicopter. Yeah. Model, and then they intercept the the diamonds. You guys want to talk about the snake? Not yet. When he when he's talking, all I all I hear is like Ricky Ricardo, like you got a lot of explaining to do, <laughs> like the whole time. Uh, yeah, I'm not even sure what his accent was, but it's a thick uh, accent. I don't know. And then Mr. Chang, who is supposedly half <laughs> half Japanese and half half Ameri- or half British. Oh, like that's the, main the head big guy, boss guy, the main guy. Yeah. No, I'm talking about the one of the goons, one of the henchmen. He he had he had like a really sad face all the time. <laughs> like like he looked really depressed. And like even Probably ran out of coke for the day when they were shooting or something. Well, even when they're like kidnapping the girls and they're wearing the nylons over yeah, their yeah. face. So he's the guy, right? He just is like, "Listen, uh, you need to come with me." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, <laughs> like, the acting is like, next level, <laughs> but he's like that the whole time. Yeah. No, this really actually it does seem like they just hired girls with blonde hair and big tits and their <laughs> boyfriends. Well, the girls are all like playmates or penthouse pets that he did, uses did in his movies. Did you have all of their posters, Dustin? <laughs> no. You're I wish. Dustin. Right, Dustin? Don't right. you think that? Yeah. Wish I had high five. <laughs> like how you Don't you, when high five. you high five me. Would you be surprised? <laughs> would you be surprised if Dustin had all their their posters on the wall as a kid? No, hell no. Uh, hell no. I'd, I'd be, be like, surprised. You're the like, coolest motherfucker. Yeah, it doesn't. On my roof, on my <laughs> ceiling. <laughs> you, yeah. you stupid son of a bitch. And then I'd be like, why is it on the roof? Like, so I can lay in bed. <laughs> Just, oh, <laughs> that's where you connect the dots, John. Yeah. Connect them. Connect them. <laughs> uh, yeah. So all the yeah all the 
actresses he uses are, are playmates and, and penthouse uh, models. Well, it makes sense. I don't know where these dudes Those come are from. Those some fake-ass tits in this movie. <laughs> this yeah. movie is like the just like 1980s. It's late 80s uh, globes. Just sweet, sweet <laughs> melons. <laughs> and there's so many opportunities to look at them. Uh, there's that one so scene many. where that girl just like comes into the room where the bartender guy who is pretending to be a woman. Oh yeah, and tells and he's just like yeah. she just comes in topless and she's like, "You gotta work out. You gotta like yeah, you gotta get <laughs> keep these things perk. Yeah, Perky. so many moments like that. Yeah, so I'm having a hard time talking about this film. Why? Um, it's great because nothing happens in it, and I hate no, it. No, so much happens. I in mean, it. you get great lines like, "If brains were bird shit." You'd have a clean cage. <laughs> Boom. Then there's that sli- then there's that slimy guy who works at the restaurant that they keep oh, going to. That guy? That guy's <laughs> definitely slipping stuff into your drink. No shit. He's even slimier than the than the director guy. Yeah, he is. He's just what does he say? He's like uh he's like, Oh yeah, if you go he's oh, like if oh, you go yeah. if you go down or you're gonna be licking the back of my head because oh, I'm cause already I'm there. there. So, oh ba-boom. That was actually my favorite line in the whole movie. Hey, wait. You go down on her, you're going to be kissing the back of my head because I'm already going to be there. Oh, so I was man. like, that is so batshit crazy. You know, that guy plays his part perfectly. No, he doesn't play his part. That <laughs> yeah. is just, who he that's is, That's just who man. he is. Yeah. Oh, that guy was like... Either way, that's why it's believable. Nat- yeah, naturalistic like, as hell. Yeah. yeah. Like someone was like, hey, Mark. Hey, Mark. What are you... Hey, what are you doing tomorrow? And he's like, uh, nothing. No, he's probably like hey, going Mark, down on your hey, mom. Mark, can you? <laughs> yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's what he would have said. <laughs> can you? Uh, can you just do this thing for me? Uh, yeah, play yeah, yourself. Yeah. After we're I just eat, gonna roll. The after I eat your mom you. out, you you fucking. I mean, there's great lines. I think there's lots of hilariously great lines. I don't want to control your life. I want to suck the polish off your tool to a toes toes yeah. toes. <laughs> How about the oh, man. okay when they finally do? We'll get to the snake in just a minute. But when they finally have the the end scene with the snake, and then he's like, he's like, just when you thought it was safe to go pee. Oh fuck! <laughs> what? It's from Jaws two. Just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water. Right. Uh yeah, love I know, it. right? Love it. I don't know, man. I had a lot of fun watching this. When they okay, yeah, you're talking about your favorite scene with the rocket launcher. That whole sequence is amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, skip. first of all, this guy comes towards them doing a handstand on a skateboard. Yeah, <laughs> for some okay. reason. Yeah. So that's my favorite scene in the entire movie is when the guy is skating down the street. Yeah. And then he. Yeah. yeah, the rocket launcher. That's, that's my favorite scene in the whole movie. And then he goes and he gets in the car with the other guy and he's like, let's get him. Let's that's get him. Them. So they drive past yeah. and then let him skate back to the guy because the Rowdy and Jade are driving that Jeep. Yeah. And now he's got a blow up doll with him as a yeah. shield. I he's guess. like, get him, Scooter. And he's shooting at them. And he blows out their tire. And yeah, then he pulls out the rocket launcher, shoots. First, he shoots. Well, the blow-up doll, right? No, he runs. He puts it in reverse, hits the guy to throw him in the air. Right, right. Shoots the guy. Shoots the guy with the rocket launcher. Then he shoots, with a rocket launcher. Yeah. Then he also makes sure to shoot the blow-up doll. I mean, he even says ra- that whatever his sidekick is. Is it Rowdy? Jade is the Jade, sidekick. Jade. Right, right. He's even like, a rocket launcher? Really? 
Yeah. Right, because we make they keep making jokes about how Rowdy is a is a bad shot throughout the movie. Right. Because there's an action sequence later yeah, when they the go end. to the bad guy's house and, and he shoots shooting, everything. He's shooting at the guy and he's hitting all these glasses and he <laughs> he can't. It's like a shootout that's going on for like five minutes. Yeah, I know. Where he's behind the car and he's just like bang and then the other guy just shoots back at him and bang and it's like i was like how long is this gonna go on like he keeps missing every shot i know i know it's it's pretty funny i thought it was really funny uh hey, so can i ask a question why did you originally pick this like where did the inspiration for this film come from well like i said i i've been wanting to watch an andy sedaris movie for a while i keep hearing about how bonkers his movies are and uh well this is pretty bonkers yeah, and I and this is the one that is the one that comes up the most, I think, for people. Like, so this is, is the, this like their like the best one or what people? I think it's maybe just like the craziest one. It's the craziest. Who is one. he? Sorry, who is he? Like, what's his story? We also talked about that already. <laughs> that's he's the he was a director of sports programs. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, you even have all the like that one guy is doing that sports interview. Yeah, Jimmy Johns Jackson. <laughs> Right. So what is going on there? I have no idea. Like, there's all this weird shit that they just throw in there. Yeah. That, I don't know, I think adds to the kookiness of, of the movie. I guess. So, <laughs> one guy's like, he's a crazy motherfucker, but he can throw a ball or whatever. Yeah. They're doing this sports segment, and it's just, it, it has, like, what does it have to do with the rest of the movie? But then he's Nothing. dating one of, the, one of the girls. Yeah, he's dating one. He's dating the, the pilot girl. Terran so like but it's like there's nothing there to establish that so there's all these pe- pretty people in the movie and you're watching it and you're like wait who's who, who's well, this guy again oh I, he's the sports guy I think it's just because she has to have somebody at right. the end because they all have to have like yeah people to have can, sex with can we talk yeah. we're not ta- we're not talking about the snake w- okay we're gonna get to the snake I, are we <laughs> never that's all I want to talk about it's this whole like weird B plot where all I from the beginning to... of the movie they establish this snake yeah and then he's like throughout the movie we see him at different times yeah I mean you know at the end he's the snake's gonna, gonna pop gonna... up yeah, yeah that's all I want to talk about is I want to talk about the snake that's my favorite part of the whole movie <laughs> the snake is great the snake, the snake exists <laughs> kill... it has nothing to do with anything either that's going on yeah and kills those honeymooners no, because you kind of have what's the what's the fucking uh, Peter Jackson movie we watched? Uh, Dead Alive. Yeah, so like Dead Alive, there's like this animal. The de- the there's the, the, the Sumatran rat monkey. Rat yeah, monkey. and it, like you think it's a part. It's a part, right? But it's only at the very beginning. Yeah, it's the Whereas, thing, but it's the thing that passes on the disease in the movie. Yeah, and, and in a in a similar way, you actually have like this anaconda. I don't, they never say what kind of snake it is, no. but it's supposed to be like it's. It, what happened to it? They injected some kind of weird shit into it, so it's going to die within a certain time frame. But it's, yeah, it's only now gonna, it's crazy and extra poisonous. Yeah. So regardless, you. Well, I don't think snakes that big are usually poisonous. They're usually constrict. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I think you're missing the spirit of hard to get to Hawaii. <laughs> so anyway, you have the snake, and then this thing just pops up, kind of like periodically. Mm-hmm. Throughout the movie, yeah, and yeah. it looks amazing. It looks <laughs> ridiculous. It's so crazy looking. It's so bad. That's my favorite part. It, it, honestly, it's my favorite part of the movie. Is this fucking dumb snake <laughs> that just like pops up like randomly? Because it doesn't feel like it's like it's just total. It's a total like B plot running like 
parallel in the background to everything that is like the plot, the main plot of the movie. It has nothing to do with anything else going on. It's just like, also, there's a snake. I uh, wish that, that they, snake fucking moves too. I, what, I, what, what I would have loved is I would have loved like just this snake like just ripping through the community, and like it's constantly like every time they get into a vehicle, like the radio is talking about the snake killing people. Every time there's a, like they're in a. In a, in a house there's a TV right and they're talking about like <laughs> this snake has like taken down like seven more people well the, even the part you were talking about when they they come with like the nylons on their head to try to kidnap the, the two women yeah and then they it doesn't work out and they run outside and but then meanwhile Seth is out there by himself by yeah. the car and he sees the snake and he starts like he starts just losing it though he's like mm-hmm. oh my god oh a my snake. god and he just starts shooting at the snake <laughs> The other thing I don't get is um, how this island is laid out that they can where dr- are they, they? They can drive. Well, they're somewhere in Hawaii, but but also fly to all these areas. Like they have to take a plane to where the honeymooners are. Yeah, they drop them off at like some little island to like hang, like to camp. But that's themselves. attached. I think this is back in yeah, the I day know. when like, like I I don't know. I think this is back in the day when like Hawaii was just this like idea. Of like hundreds of islands, you know what I mean? Where like people were like Hawaii, hundreds of islands. Where you, you can just Google like, <laughs> there's like a few places people go. Yeah, no, I understand that. But if you're supposed to believe that they're being dropped off on well, an island, at the beginning, we how do- did the snake get back off the island? That snake is clever. Well, I don't exactly know where they are at given times because at the beginning we learn that a, a Rowdy is in based in Honolulu. And he does remember he says he has that conversation that sex scene that's at the very beginning of the movie that practically opens the movie uh, with Donna, and he's like telling her how he doesn't want her in harm's way or whatever. Mm. Then she's got to go back to her position because she's an agent too. But she goes to back to the other island, I think Molokai. So okay, I think that's where they take those two people, and this, then she oh, she is I based see. on that island. Right? Did you read the hardcover book about this movie? Yeah, yeah. I have the hardcover of Hard yeah. Ticket. He just he just knows we got his hard. islands. <laughs> no, this is I, I think mean they might, say they say You know what? That makes sense. That makes sense. Actually. Yeah. You're super smart with this movie, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't watch it in five segments. That tracks. <laughs> I did watch it in five, yeah. I watched I, it in one beautiful, beautiful sitting. <laughs> I did. Now this is the kind of movie I wish like we went to the drive in a few weeks ago, James. Yeah. To watch the Fast and the Furious, the first one. Yeah, this is the kind of movie I would love to go see. That would at a be awesome, or something like that. It would be hilarious, or even a theater like the Rio in Vancouver, where it's just They're like never sure the crowd like is going to be into it, right? Yeah, and hooting it up. Yeah, totally. In this economy, <laughs> the only people making money are drive-in theaters. I mean, much Play like Tenant. Miami Connection and Raw Force. These are the kind of movies that I think are more fun if you were watching them with friends. Oh, but yeah. I get into that. You know, I'm able to get into that headspace. And uh, I don't know. This, to me, yes. Is it a terrible movie? Absolutely. It is fucking... Yeah, you know what? Yeah. It's actually... So last last year, uh, we, James and I, and our families, we had a movie thing in the backyard. At my house. Oh, yeah. We watched Toy Story. That was super fun. Mm-hmm. You should have watched Dead Alive. Yeah. So now... <laughs> yeah, with the kids. So the kids. now I'm thinking maybe 
You should do one, this we at the brewery. A, we should do a grown-up movie. Oh, you want to do another Andy Sedaris? <laughs> <laughs> I can tell by the look on your face you're super into it. <laughs> I mean, I have to admit, watching this movie, I felt at one point, because my wife went to bed, so... She so jerked off? <laughs> no. Wow. No, I didn't. But uh, I was watching this movie being like, that scene where they're having sex awkwardly, like which one? The, which one? <laughs> the one in the middle. Uh, in the middle. Not sure. Uh, oh, when they're in the next room, and then the other yeah. two are like, yeah, right. I'm like, this is this is starting to cross a line from like a mo- like this is getting into like softcore porn. Okay, so yeah, so yeah, it's, it's, it's borderline. It's yeah. actually funny that James brings that up because I felt the exact same way because. Um, uh, uh, long story I'll try to make this as short as possible um, uh, when I bought my first TV in the like the late 90s it was a thing it was a thing that like moved up the positionally like a, uh, a an antenna on your roof okay Do you remember how we used to have those yeah yeah well I never had one but like some people did, right? So you can move it like with like whatever. Um, <laughs> beep beep ba poop. So it's like R two D two. We used to have Super Channel back in the day. Well, it was like it was like watching those like because like a Super Channel used to watch they used to show like dirty movies like okay yeah late at night you get you get the softcore stuff and yeah. this this at halfway through like really felt like <laughs> he took you back to those days yeah. flashback flashbacks to watching like no one's coming in the room right now right nothing, yeah nothing was happening in this movie it was just like another reason to just be like let's show I don't know why you're saying nothing's happening because there's a whole bunch of crazy shit that keeps yeah, happening in the I, movie I mean so in that scene you know if Janine walked in, it would definitely be like, <laughs> I would have to explain. Well, look, like Dustin so picked this movie. I'm like, listen, before you say anything, <laughs> Dustin, that sick fuck, picked this movie, okay? I have to watch uh, it, okay? I didn't want to watch it. I have I didn't. to. Okay, so you either stay or leave, but don't look me in the eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I only pick classy movies. What can I say? Hey, you know, it's okay. <laughs> Um, we get to, let's get to the frisbee scene with shades. Oh yeah, that whole <laughs> setup to that, like, oh yeah, he plays frisbee with the same girl like every day. The, that's their way in. He and, plays frisbee. Okay, not only that, but this guy is like, yeah, I'm hardcore frisbee throwing. Let's well, he see has what like you submachine gun. Yeah, on. let's see what you got. What is he protecting, by the way? <laughs> He's just like the outer guard, I guess, at the building, I the guess. compound. Because remember at the very beginning, we get those two Hawaiian police officers go. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, so and so, such and such family has been growing weed here forever. Right. I don't really bug them. I just come in once a year and say something. To them. Yeah. And then they get there and all of a sudden there's like all these guys with guns yeah. and stuff. And those cops get killed. They get got. Oh, yeah. That's right. Because Shades is the one who shoots them. Because then when Rowdy puts these razor blades on this Frisbee. Oh. First he throws the normal one to him. Yeah, to and he's him. like, hoo, 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 hoo. <laughs> and he switches, switches them it out. out to the razor one, right into his throat. I guess it's like a bunch of blood. Yeah, it's like his hand throw. Like, yeah, he goes to block it, but it goes in his neck. I mean, <laughs> hey, I'm then all he for says, that. He says, "That's for those Hawaiian cops." <laughs> And oh. he and he goes like this. He does one of those fist. Pumps. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Like, he does like a. Pump. He totally does. <laughs> And then Got he gets him. on the radio and he's like, the weather's gray down here at the beach. 
<laughs> Come on down. I don't know how you're going to have fun with this. It's just so ridiculous. I mean, it is all over the place. Uh, why? I still keep going back to the guy doing the handstand while he's skateboarding. <laughs> why? why? Yeah, favorite. why? Once again, my favorite scene in the whole movie. Pretty amazing. It's uh, the only scene I actually like, I think. <clears throat> I, well, I, I, come on how so, can you not like these okay, scenes so then they get in the, the fight thing. and then Jade puts those like blades on his hands and he's fighting that ninja guy Ugh. yeah <laughs> that is a weak fight scene that's oh yeah that's, that's real terrible. weak it is like I would say among the worst action we've ever seen in a movie <laughs> yes. we've watched yes yeah so for me it just I'm gonna say it, it just didn't translate like I just didn't have fun watching it like it wasn't a, I don't know it just wasn't a good time like I it just felt like it was just every scene just was like driving towards the next time we can just like see some boobs see some boobs which like I have no I problem mean, I, I feel sorry for you John I have no problem with that <laughs> I like, enjoy this I have no problem with that like just like show boobs that's like that's like great but uh, like, it, oh it, the boob trick it, it just felt like uh, I wasn't it wasn't clever or fun enough or funny enough. Oh, no, like, it's not clever. It is, it's definitely not clever. Well, I know, it, but like usually with, not usually, sometimes with these movies that are, are great, there is this like underlying stupidity, this like, I don't know, cleverness, whatever you want to call it. Whereas like, it I mean, I don't works. know. I don't see, I mean, other than, okay, so watching something like Miami Connection, which I think we all enjoyed. And when watching something like this, to me, there's not much difference other than this has a lot more <laughs> boobs in it. Yeah, this is heavy on the boob side. <laughs> oh, I thought Miami. Connection I mean, other than that, they're they're the Miami, same kind of movie to me. Yeah. To me, my Miami Connection is just so much better. Why though? It's, this has got just as much crazy uh, bonker shit. Because Miami it. Connection just comes from this like weird place. That's this. I don't want to confuse showing nudity with what I'm going to say because I I don't think it's the same thing. But like. It's this purity of just like this singular f- idea of like this person trying to make something. That's what Miami Connection is to me. It's like a person who has a vision and they're trying to cr- like they're trying to make that. What are you saying about Andy Sedaris? I mean, this, <laughs> this guy had a vision. This guy had a vision and he accomplished it. A lot of like it. seven or eight times. Yeah. he made yeah. these movies. <laughs> so for for me, this movie just isn't. It's no, it's nothing. It's just it's a series of like semi nude scenes connected by a really loose story. Whereas Miami Connection is like story a, is loose as hell. I'll give you that. Whereas whereas Miami Connection is like a person who actually wanted to make something. So like there that that that's where. It, yeah, yeah I, I get what you're saying. There's a, sincer- you're saying there's a sincerity to Miami Connection. Yeah, like, Miami Connection, like, that guy genuinely wanted to make a movie. Like, he thought what he was doing was... Well, that was to highlight his uh, karate. His taekwondo studio. Taekwondo. Yeah. And it's yeah. true, but I also think that he actually thought that they were making a good movie. Like, this movie knows it's bad. Yeah, exactly. And as soon as a movie knows it's bad, I just... It, it all... It has a bad taste in my mouth. Like, I just, I don't like it as much. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, there's so much dumb shit that I can't help but okay, so smile the, at it all. Yeah. Like, think of the extreme. We haven't even got to the part where they fight the snake at the end. Okay. Uh, so I want to talk about the exterminator. And then Mr. Chang. Right. The exterminator is another movie that's really, really bad. Yeah, though that was a seriously toned movie. It was supposed to yeah. be serious. Yeah. But... 
everybody involved in that film thought they were making a movie. Right. And I, I, I appreciate that more. Like, like there's something that's like genuine to me where it's like when you make a bad movie, but you're trying to make something, there's this passion behind it. Like there's this like, right. I mean, this is supposed to be bad. It did, ex- I think, exactly what it intended to but do. But I feel like it was in- it was written and made to be bad. Yeah. I don't know. I think they I, thought they were being pretty funny with some of these one-liners that I, they put I in. I thought there. they were being pretty clever, yeah. for sure. Maybe. I, and that's just like a, a perception thing, right? Like, maybe I watch it again and I'll see something different. I'm never going to watch this movie again. <laughs> I mean... You know, the people that make like those scary movies and stuff. Hey, think John, they're making you... clever movies. Yeah, it's true. I, you no. know, but it's like, it's, I'm not gonna be like, hey, John, what did you do this weekend? I uh, caught up on some films. I, I rewatched some films. <laughs> I rewatched. I rewatched. Uh, I rewatched. Um, hey, maybe you'll grow, grow to appreciate it more. <laughs> hard, hard ticket to Hawaii. Cause uh, I would absolutely watch this again if either so a group of people wanted to watch it, or yeah. if it was playing, like I said, if it was playing at a drive-in or something. Yeah, I would definitely watch this again. And that's great. I I think we just have different perspectives on this film. Eh? It's uh, I mean, to call it a film is <laughs> it didn't really do it for me. Let's get to the ratings. Oh, hold on, we didn't talk about the part where they killed the snake. Yeah, you wanted to talk about the snake. So the snake gets into the septic sewer, yeah, sewer the septic. and works his way into the bathroom. Yeah, so this is now after they have killed all the Seth and all his goons. Yeah. And then Donna is back at her place. She's... Why does she go into the bathroom? She's, like, sitting on the floor beside the toilet. Well, it's all... she had to piss. Yeah, it's all supposed to be done. Like, it's all yeah, supposed to be over, Yeah, it's all wrapped right? up. They killed everyone. Um... I don't know. She just goes into the bathroom. I don't know. I, don't I can't remember. And then she's sitting on the floor for some reason. And then, boom, the snake like explodes out of the toilet. No, she opens the toilet. She opens it to throw something in there. But she's like sitting beside it for some reason. Oh, okay. And then the snake rockets out. And then, uh, so she she goes out into the living room. And then Rowdy, just riding a motorcycle, rides the motorcycle through the wall into the room. Yeah. Uh, well, doesn't she get into a fight with the... No, she fights that guy. Oh, that's what happens. She fights a dude right yeah. beforehand. Seth comes there to kill her. Yeah. And she puts the harpoon through him yeah. and everything. And she's stabbing him. He's like still keeps getting he back up. He still keeps getting back up. So then, she so goes snake, to like clean up in the bathroom. Right. And then, right. yeah. She's like wounded and kind of like tired after fighting him. And then, yeah, the snake comes out and then bites him <laughs> in the face. See, I think it would have been better if... He was like beating her up and they had that fight. And then it looks like he has won. So then oh, he's and like, then the snake gets and, him. Yeah. and then he's like, oh, yeah, I got to take a piss or some shit. Yeah, right? but that's too good of an idea. And then James, he gets his and then he gets movie. his dick bitten off. <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> would have fit in the tone. I think it would have been hilarious. I think you give this movie five years. It would have had that. <laughs> yeah, totally. So then she's like, she shoots the snake in the mouth like. A bunch of times and it still won't die. Yeah, it won't die. And then Rowdy, after riding his motorcycle through the wall, yeah, exactly, shoots, shoots it with his rocket launcher, his trusty rocket launcher. Yeah. He loves that thing. He fucking loves that. He uses it like five or six times. Oh yeah, they use it to blow up that helicopter earlier too. When those other guys are escaping, that woman, bad guy. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I guess if I had a rocket launcher, I'd use it all the time too. Well, why wouldn't you? Why use a normal gun when you can shoot a rocket at exactly. somebody? Exactly. <laughs> 
and then they go to deal with Mr. Chang finally in his tower at the his at the end, which is just such a weird scene. It's so they, weird. They like just come in and then there's like the giant bodyguard guy yeah. who they beat down with nunchucks. Like, but they have to keep hitting him like over and over and over. Mr. Chang gets his like ninja sword off the wall. And then, uh, what does she do? Oh, she, he's like, oh, you brought a sword. He's like, you brought a sword to a gunfight. <laughs> Just shoots him. <laughs> he flies out the window. I mean, yeah. Their, oh, oh, their yeah. use of nunchucks and the throwing star. Yeah, to, yeah. Like, that's what, like, when they're flying the plane and stuff, they have the nunchucks, like, hanging on their belt. Right. You gotta yeah. always have your nunchucks like, with you. That sets the tone of what kind of movie this is. <laughs> I mean, that stuff all reminded me of Raw Force because yeah, oh, they were yeah. doing the martial arts stuff yeah. all the time. Uh, and then at the very end, they're all not boat partying, you know, because they all survived and everything. And then the one character, the, she's like, well, I'm a civilian, so I don't have to turn in the oh, diamonds. Oh, I know, right? And so then they're all like criminals. They're, they're all like, like yeah. yeah, let's just keep the diamonds. Well, yeah. well she's right. I mean. <laughs> that's the law. Yeah, that's <laughs> she, the law. She can just keep it. And she's like, and I can share it with my friends. Like, so they're yeah. just bad guys. They're just like, yeah, we're yeah, just going to steal I mean, these diamonds. It kind of turned the world upside down. Really. <laughs> Makes you think. No, it doesn't. It's really so fucking boring. <laughs> it's so not boring. It's definitely... It's any, it, you if can't it's anything, say it's boring. It's not boring. To me... i sorry. You know what? I Maybe I should watch it again. I'm sorry. I uh, I didn't like it. I got that. <laughs> yeah, I think we understand that you didn't like it. So give this movie a rating, Dustin. Uh, all right. Uh, well, I'll go through my. I'm gonna go through all my ratings on this. I give plot a one because <laughs> it is ridiculously bad. I think we all did, didn't we? Yeah, we all did. We all gave it a one. I gave action a three, and it's, the action is terrible. But there are some parts that are just so funny and amusing. With the there's some parts that are over over the top. Uh, pacing was a five for me. I gave quotes and tropes an eight because there's so many funny, ridiculous lines in yeah. this movie and the delivery of them is, is so bad. <sighs> yes, this is true. And my reaction is a seven. My overall score ends up being a 4.8. Bit terrible movie, but I had such a good time watching it. Yeah, my reaction is a five overall 3.2. It's a pretty bad movie. I still enjoyed it. Well, it's one of those things that's as hard, much as it's hard to rate. It's hard to rate the movie because it's it's truly awful. But well, to me, you also have to be in a certain mindset. Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, to me, uh, the movie was a reaction to two. I gave it a two overall. Brutal. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so that's a three point like three. A, a real cocksucker here. Oh, it's in front of Cyborg. Yeah, so this oh, is... Oh, I had uh, more fun watching this than I had watching Cyborg. <laughs> this is yeah. all on its own at 121 between the final... Sorry, final score and Cyborg. All right. All right. That's where it goes. All right, well, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll check us out on Instagram, on Facebook, on our Letterboxd, all at Action Action Podcast. And we'll see you next week.